Welcome back to Remixology. I am so happy you're here. Welcome back. Thank you for supporting us and thank you for listening and tuning into our podcast. It has been such an awesome ride with you guys and I really appreciate all of the listening, all of the support. And so thank you so much. I have to begin by being grateful for that. I want to tell you, I'm really excited about this podcast because this podcast represents a milestone, if you will. Uh, This actually is our episode number seven. And as we know, if you look it up, the number seven represents perfection and completeness. So I am really excited about what God wants to share in this podcast with all of you. I know that I am not perfect and, you know, everything that may come across is not always perfect. However, it's perfect to the degree that God is displaying whatever his message is that he wants you to hear. So I am hoping that you will receive information today based on the content that will help you to perfect the real you. And that just, we're just going to drive right into or dive right into our topic of the day. Um, Basically, what we're going to be covering is obtaining your self-identity. And some of you may be saying, hmm, you know, what's that about? You know, Um, I've titled this particular episode, Who Do You Think You Are? And Who I Am. I entitled it that way because we're going to dive in to sort of a dichotomy between who we think we are, who we represent, and who we really are, okay? So let's go right ahead and dive right into this segment. First of all, on the last podcast, we dove into, I shared a personal plight of mine that I'd experienced that propelled me forward into what's now, you know, my life, my mission, and my journey. And so I'm really excited about that. And today we will meet what I like to uh, describe as the most important remixologist that you will ever encounter. And are you ready? Drum roll. That remixologist is, it's you. So today we're going to be talking about, and like I said, we're going to be diving in that into that inner person, into the, the battle we sometimes have with who we really are, which a lot of times can get in our own way of actually walking out what we know God has designed us for, what he's given us, what he's shown us that we need to be doing. So as I always ask, you know, ladies and gentlemen, When you come in to this house, we have some house rules. And one of those rules is that you must always be willing to open your mind and receive new information. That's all I ask, you know, is that you just open your mind and take off, you know, the barriers, uncross those arms, you know, don't turn that mouth up. You know, let's listen. Let's actually listen and see what we might be uh, talking about that might provide you with a revelation about you. 
So another part of that I want to say is in this particular case, I want you, because you're in control here, I want you to give yourself permission, okay? Give yourself permission to read that, to, to meet that real you. Now, for some listening, you may say, what are you talking about? You know, I know myself. I know myself. I love myself and everything is gravy. Everything is awesome. There is nothing else that I need to know about myself. Okay, well, that's fine. Then maybe this won't work for you. But for those people who have been struggling with some self-identity where, you know, you look in the mirror and you just don't feel like the real you. You you dress it up, but you don't really feel like you're really walking in, you know, who you really are in your real stature. You're not really walking in your real power of who you are. And so for those individuals, that's who I want to have a discussion with today. So now again, I'm not talking to the you that you've built up to your family and your friends, you know, that says you meet their approval. You know, that's not who I'm talking to, you know, because, you know, that person, you think you've done everything that you, you know, that you possibly could that, that they thought that you should have done. You know, you've met their expectations. You've built up this facade of this person that is really not the real you, but it's who you present to be. Okay. It's who they wanted you to be. Okay. And so that real, that you fights with the real version of you. Okay. Or the real core you. And we're going to ask the question, why do we think that is? Why do we think they, you know, they're conflicting with each other? It's because you're not in agreement with each other. It's just that simple. You're not in agreement with each other. So the reason that you're not in agreement with each other is because the one who walks around for everybody to see has not been completely honest with the one that is the real you. Let me explain. So just like any relationship, you must have trust in order to be in harmony with each other. I'm sure you'll agree. Okay. Therefore, the you that has shown up in the world, in the places you show up, like with your family, your spouse, your kids, your parents, your friends, your coworkers, your business associates, even those you encourage, you know, the real you that is on the innermost part of you has to be able to trust that the outer you is the appropriate representation so that it can be secure for you guys to walk as one or to show up together, so to speak, or even more so for the real you just to show up. You don't, you won't even need the other one because it'll just be one entity that is the genuine representation of you. So what I want to do is, you know, have you have an honest conversation with you. Okay. With the real you, the inner you. Okay. And I want you to do yourself a favor. Okay. 
We're going to take a little break in just a second, but I want you to do yourself a favor first and take a piece of paper and a pen. And on that piece of paper, I want you to write three words to start that describes the real you, the real you. Okay. And, on, and put that on the left side and the you that it, that you present to the world. I want you to take three words and describe that you and put that on the right side. And as we go forward, I want you to take each of those three words and I want you to expound on what each of those three words actually represents or shows up as in your life, you know, and I'm going to share mine that I did. Um, But I want you to do that and let me, you know, show you how these two personalities are having trouble harmonizing. Okay, so we're going to go ahead and we're going to get into our break. But while you're doing that, I want you to go ahead, like I said, and describe those two versions of you. Okay, and write that down on a piece of paper. So again, three words that represents the real you and three words that represent the you you present to the world. And then I want you to break down each of those three words and we'll come back in just a moment. Okay, thanks. Okay, well, thank you. We have returned back from our break. We thank our sponsor um, for that break. And so now we're going to go back into our next segment, just talking about our pickup where we left off. Um, Again, our topic is about self-identity, identifying, you know, yourself, your true self. And again, our topic today is, you know, who do you think you are and who I am? Okay, so. Again, we're going to break that down. Just stick with us. Before the break, we had you to take a piece of paper and to write down on one side of the paper three words that would describe you as your real self and then three words that would describe you as your as as the person that you present to the world. And, you know, what this does, and it, it takes a little time, a little, you know, it's, it's, it's peeling back some of your own layers because it helps you to kind of think about, well, what do I really think about myself? And, you know, how do I really feel about how I am presenting myself to the world? And am I really being true to myself? Okay. So I'm going to share with you what my assessment was. Uh, when I think about, you know, the real me, I think about someone who's bold and who's solid. You know, when I say bold and solid, um, now that, those are not my three words, but that's just my description of the individual that I perceive my core person to be. That means unmovable. And, you know, when I'm, you know, when I set my mind to something, I am very adamant about it and I'm, I'm very uh, purposeful about it. And um, I'm very confident about it in the fact that I know that God is with me. So my first word has to do or is believer, you know, because I am a believer and I am a believer in the Lord Jesus Christ. And I believe that he is my savior. And I, you know, rest on that and I rest on the word of God. And when I consume that word and that 
spiritual uh, food, uh, things that inspire me that, you know, um, help me to be a better person. I feel so powerful. That's my second word, powerful. And I also feel very loving. So those would be at the core of the true me as I perceive it. Okay. So believer, powerful and loving. And, you know, just to kind of describe that, you know, that believer is someone that's, you know, like I said, that's been fed spiritually. So, you know, when I encounter others, I'm able to be there for them, to pray for them or to be compassionate towards them and not allow, you know, the um, conflict uh, that they may be having or even that I may experience um, that might, you know, encounter uh, that the encounter, the situations that I may encounter that might be looked at as a conflict. I'm able to stand solid and not let them sway me because I know who I am. Right. And then when I think about powerful, of course, there's power in that. There's power in security in knowing who you are, that you can't just be, you know, easily swayed with the wind. Okay. And also there's a lovingness that comes with that because when you are dealing with people, as we do, (laughs) we all live here together on the planet. So when you're dealing with those things, it helps you to be more loving and more compassionate, um, you know, that, now that doesn't mean that there aren't times when um, you may be encountering someone and you have to be very stern about a certain situation, but you do it in love and in kindness and with respect. And how they act is on them, but how you act is on you. So that inner core person is, you know, at the very root of me of who I perceive myself to be and who I want to walk in, right? I know, again, we're striving towards perfection. We're not there yet, okay? So when I talk about who I represent out into the world and to friends and to family and to, you know, different people, a lot of times, you know, I find myself um, adapting to situations. And that's not necessarily a bad thing, but sometimes you can adapt to a situation that if you're not walking in that, that root, that core, if you're not standing in who you know yourself to be, you can be, you can find yourself having conversations that you know you shouldn't even have. You can find yourself talking a certain way that you know you shouldn't even talk. I'm going to be real with you, you know, because again, I'm a human being, (laughs) And I have found myself where I got so comfortable in the workplace as, as bold of a Christian as I am, as, as bold of a believer as I am. And as I am even using this platform to minister to people. Okay. I find myself cursing. I find, you know what I mean? Just to fit into the conversation because I'm allowing my flesh to take over and I'm not really being the person that I know I should be, or that I have been uh, delivered to be. And so a lot of times, a lot of people face that, you know, some of you may be stronger in that, you know, but sometimes we fall back and we find ourselves in these situations. So where my whole point of that 
um, analogy or that revelation is that you have to stand firm on the person, the real person. Be the real person, okay? Don't allow yourself to be swayed uh, and find yourself in situations that you know are not real you, really you. Because what's going to happen is the real you is going to show up because the real you is going to check the person that is not you. And it's also going to check the environment. And when that real person shows up, it's not going to be a pleasant situation because there's going to be a conflict. So we'll dive deeper into that a little bit later. But again, another component just to give a versus, you know, I spoke about being powerful and feeling like I can, you know, stand firm and I can you know, take things and I can endure things, you know, in the person that I present to the world, I take on a lot of times way more than I should. And I would, you know, just to show, just to prove myself. And this is actually a weaker version of myself because again, know thyself, know where your boundaries are, because in that you'll know your strength. If you think about <laughs> the story of Samson, okay? Samson, he was not identifying his weakness. He just got caught up in the power of, you know, him being a strong person, but he wasn't identifying that what he was representing to Delilah was a weak person because she could sway him. She could manipulate him. And it came to his demise. You know, because he was not really walking in the power. He knew what he was supposed to be doing. He knew he wasn't supposed to touch certain things. He knew he wasn't supposed to eat certain things. He knew he wasn't supposed to be participating in certain things. But yet he did. And it opened the door for his weakness to overcome him in the end. Um, So that is another uh, versus. Then finally, my third one is where I talk about myself being hardworking is another thing I present to the world. And I think a part of that, and, um, you know, in defense of it, I mean, I shouldn't defend it, but, you know, just to give reality, because a a lot of people may be experiencing the same thought process. I know for me, you know, again, as I talked in in a previous podcast, you know, I just saw people with very strong work ethic that, and they did what they had to do. And I'm not saying that you should not grind it out because there will be times when you have to press forward and you have to, um, you have to push past what you even think your capacity is. Okay. But there's a time for that. You know, there's a reason we have something called fight or flight when our adrenaline is at its highest, which, you know, if we're in a dire situation, if we're in danger or someone we love is in danger and we have to muster up all of this energy and power, you know, and strength to, you know, take care of the situation, our body will adapt to that. And that's okay. That that's one of the, the, the blessings. What's one of the, um, the powerful things that God is, is designed us to do, but that's in an emergency. You cannot operate all the time in survival mode. Hear me again. You cannot operate all the time in survival mode. You need to have a balance. 
And so for me, I would just be so hardworking till I would be the one that, you know, if some, if they needed someone to stay later or whatever the case may be, even before this last position, you know, just, just to do a little bit more, just to push things through, I would be the one to do it because, you know, I felt like that may help me to accomplish something, but really it was burning me out. It was burning the candle at both ends. It was robbing my son of time. It was robbing me of time to work on my vision and to move forward into what God had put into my heart and, and, and given me to do. It robbed me. Okay. And so what I'm saying to you is because I wasn't able to be as loving or as um, understanding because even when I might talk to a family member and I love them, you know, but I might be a little short with them when all they're trying to do is check on me. All they wanted to do is know that I was okay and know that I care about them enough to know that they were okay. But a lot of times because I was so bogged down, I would wall myself away, you know, just to protect myself, you know, from whatever, because I put myself in that, in that situation because I worked myself into the ground. If that makes sense to anybody out there, I don't know who that's for, but I've worked myself into the ground and, and don't feel like I even really had anything to show for it. Now, I've got some learning lessons that I have to show for it, but you know what I'm saying? The energy that I put into that, I could have been putting into this, into the dreams, into the things that God, I know God has put me on the path for. I could have been doing that work for him, but yet and still I fed my flesh and my ego instead of feeding my core, who he designed me to be. Okay. So again, there's a lot of verses there. Okay. I want to give you another example. Okay. Have you ever had an experience where you met a person initially and you were drawn to them because the person that, you know, presented themselves to you was a person that, you know, you agreed with in terms of who they were, you know, they had a great personality, Um, They seem to be honest, loyal, whatever it is that you're attracted to. And, you know, you really enjoy their company. And this could be, again, this could be someone you see some similarities in yourself, you know, in in that person or what have you. Um, And it it doesn't have to be a relationship or romantic relationship, but it could be whatever the case may be. It could be a coworker. It could be somebody you hang out with. And you befriend them and you get close to them and, you know, you start to spend more and more time around them. Well, one of the things that happens when you start to spend more and more time around a person is that you start to feel safe. You start to feel a little bit more secure and secure enough around them to start opening up more of who you are and vice versa. They'll do the same. This is a pivotal moment that I want you to, to take note of. I want you to take note of this. I, I said that you start to feel comfortable and you start to feel um, like you can open up to them. And, you know, you're probably saying, well, I want to say, what are you opening up really? Okay. What are you really opening up? Okay. 
what you're opening up is the door that leads to the real you. And that person is doing the same. Because guess what? You introduce them to your representative initially. If you if you think about it, you introduce them to your representative. Okay. And some of you may be saying, well, I'm not going to just, you know, lay my heart out there for anybody to see, you know, initially, of course not. What I'm saying to you is a lot of times when we meet people, we, there's a lot of things that we hold back that we don't even like about ourselves, but, or let me just say, we're uncomfortable with about ourselves. And we feel that that person will be more comfortable with the representative. And then as we get closer to them, we start to let our hair down, so to speak. And we start to open up to the real us. Okay. Let me give you a definition of what the representative is. The, the, The definition as a noun of a representative is a person chosen or appointed to act or speak for another. Let me say that again. The representative is a person who is chosen or appointed to act or speak for another. So a lot of times we do that. That's that other you that you present to the world instead of just being who you really are and being comfortable with who you really are. Because when you start to open up, you've protected the real you and the real you is kind of walled away somewhere in a room. And this is a tender, vulnerable, and fragile place because you've created it to be that, okay? This is the place where the real you hides. The real you hides there because it's afraid to be exposed to the outside world. And it's, it's afraid because when it's come out before, it became wounded and hurt, okay? When you are wounded and hurt, you feel the need to protect yourself. And some of the ways that we protect ourselves is we lock our, ourselves away inside and put a sign on the door, so to speak, that says no access allowed. We lock ourselves away into jobs that are not our true calling, okay? I can tell you, I have done that. I have, you know, to soothe the pain, so to speak, and really not really dealing with, let's say, a relationship that failed, I'll dive into my work. I'll just work all the time. I'll just consume myself with that because guess what? I can give the excuse, oh, I'm busy. (laughs) You know what I mean? I'm just being honest, guys. I'm just being honest. I have done that. I don't know who that's for, but I have done that. I have walled myself away and I, I have seen time pass me by. Oh my God. You know, because I walled myself the real me away, the real me that's energetic, the real me that's a go-getter, you know, and that, that's not to say I didn't still go get it in those jobs, but I was not walking in my true self and I'm just being honest. Okay. Because I wasn't in my calling. All right. What this, what happens in this situation is you become a shell of a person, a person that is basically, you know, in that room, in that little house or, or 
domain that you've created that's been painted and patched up on the outside. This is actually a very good depiction of self-imprisonment, okay? We talked about that in the preceding podcast, that sometimes we just put ourselves in prison. But what happens is there are people and circumstances that come along, okay, that your representative starts to trust and feels comfortable with, like I said, and, you know, you, that real person is not because what happens is, you know, the representative feels comfortable and then the representative introduces those circumstances and those people to the real you. (laughs) And when the real you shows up, you disagree with the circumstances. You disagree with those people because now you have a conflict because you did not show up as your true and genuine self. If you really want a great, um, you know, illustration or illustrative picture of this concept, I implore you, I encourage you, go check out this message by um, Bishop T.D. Jakes. Uh, It's called, I Didn't Know I Was Me. I'm telling you, I promise you, if you want a more illustrative picture of that concept, you will be blessed by this message. So that's what I'm going to say about that. Um, So this is why so many times in relationships that you've had or been involved in or that I have had and have been involved in, because we we all in this together, you know, um, is that it ends in conflict or disagreement. Because if you look back, you know, as they say, hindsight is twenty twenty. It's a clear picture. You look back and you think about it. The person you presented to that person is not the real you. Okay. And when that real you comes out, it does not agree with that, what that person presented to you. Okay. Or, or yeah, you know, so you both in conflict. And so, um, you know, but, but I want to address being accountable to yourself. If you had shown up as the real you, you would have been able to identify that this is not a cohesive situation, that this is not what you want to be a part of. So the revelation here, and we're about to take a quick break, but the revelation here is to show up as the real you. We're going to take a quick break. See you when we get back. All right. Thank you for hanging in there with us. And we are back to uh, pick up where we left off. I did want to go back, um, you know, as to a couple of key points that I wanted to make before the break. I know we were talking about the verses, the real you versus the you that you represent to the um, outside world, so to speak. And I don't think I clearly defined the three words that I um, 
identified with for that representative, if you will. So the first one was adaptive. The second one was overextending. And the third one was consumed. So, um, you know, again, as I said, I was adapting to the environment and allowing myself to not walk in who I really was and indulging in conversations that I shouldn't or in language that I shouldn't. Um, And then the overwhelming part, of course, like I said, I would just take on way more, bite off more than I could chew. Even though I got it done, it was not uh, healthy for me. And it was a weaker version of myself because there is strength in knowing your boundaries and there's strength in saying, Hey, this is where the line is, you know, and not that you can't do it, but just to say that this is not healthy for me. And then thirdly, the being consumed, you know, just really making that kind of your identity where you just consume yourself with work or whatever it is to the point that you don't have a work-life balance to the point that you're not able to be who God wants you to be for your loved ones and friends and whoever he brings across your path. You're not able to be loving. And even if it's too, if you're in a relationship, you know, to be loving to that spouse, how can you, if you have devoted all your time to an energy, to something else, you know, even those things that require a lot of energy, you still have to make time to allow for that loving nature because It feeds you and it also feeds the environment. It feeds those who are around you. So, you know, you have a purpose to walk out. And that's what I wanted to go back and recap. But to go back, to go into our next segment, I just wanted to um, say that I know that all of that that we just covered uh, can seem, you know, can feel a bit deep (laughs) and a bit mysterious. But guess what? It needs to be. Because you have got to dive deep into who you are and go deep within yourself and pull out the real you, okay? You know, that's just a necessary thing that needs to happen for you to grow and go forward. You are probably saying, you know, that I just painted this elaborate picture of how the real you seems to be in conflict with, you know, the outside uh, world that it's encountered And so why pull it out? You know, why subject it to um, the real world? And I say the real you needs to learn how to live outside so that the experiences, okay, the experiences that you come encounter with are true to those that are designed for the real you, not the representative Because right now the representative is the one making the choices. Right now the representative is the one creating all of the things that don't agree with the real you. And I hope that makes sense. So be true to thyself. Be true to the real you. And the experiences that you have will be true to the real you. Okay? You see, here's another transparent moment. The real me is not defined by the image that those who think they know me have encountered. Because, you know, I've done just what I'm talking about, right? The real me is not this cute little girl, you know, that smiled all the time. And her mother is this well-known educator within the small community that I grew up in. That's one reality. 
That's one perception that some of you all may have of me. The real me is not even the young woman who went to college to become a physician and didn't finish. Okay? That's a whole nother me. (laughs) You know? The real me is also not the hairstylist that appeared to keep starting over and really didn't finish, really didn't, you know, get to where I really want to. Because for me, I like I told you, I want I want to be on top of the game. So I really didn't take it where I wanted to take it, you know, but that's not even a real me. You know, the real me is not that person that's afraid to be out in the forefront because so many people are watching. And what if everything that I'm doing doesn't work out and I have put myself out there, then what? That's not the real me. And I've identified that. That's not the real me. The real me that God has empowered is a strong and powerful and loving expression of God Almighty himself that has been designed to do just what he has given me to do, to the courage to do. Okay, and that's to shine a light in this world. The real me, you know, um, knows that he has made a way. And all I need to do is know that I know that I know that the path that he has for me, that he has set me on, is the one that was intended and destined for me all along. I don't care how big your calling is or how big it seems. It is for you. Let me say that again. I don't care how big your calling is. It is for you. It doesn't matter who he has designed you to be. There is so much power within the ministry that you've been given. And we all have one. We all have one. We we all don't play the same position. We all don't play the same role. But guess what? We have a, a we all have a mission. We have a mission you know, to be his lights in this world, to guide people to him, to lift him up so that they can be drawn unto him. I don't care if, you know, he's giving you the vision to have lawn care service or a restaurant or a store, you know, none of those things are alike. Okay. There are some of you that he's even told to open your own assisted living facility to care for those who can't care for themselves. He's told you that and you know it, but you allow the representative to make your reality, okay? He's giving you the vision because he gave you that vision, okay? Because he knows that he can trust you with it. He knows you better than you even know yourself. And so the whole reason why you've been designed for that is because he knows you can accomplish it. He knows you'll be a good steward over it, okay? As long as you're walking it with him, You can't go wrong. Okay. So, you know, know that he trusts you with it and he's given it to you for a purpose, for your purpose, so that you can shine his light in this world and give hope to the hopeless. But because he trusts you, you must first trust him. So I'm going to encourage you at this moment. Okay. The person, that real you that you've imprisoned, I want you to help them put their armor on that he gave you. And I'm going to give you a little scripture on this, which is Ephesians chapter 6, verses 11 through 17. Guess what? 
You have a helmet of salvation. You have a girdle of truth. This is why you have to be truthful, okay? Because if you're not truthful about who you are and about just in general, just just walking in that truth, the enemy can use that against you. You show up as an imposter and the enemy will expose you every single time. So if you build on being an imposter, you're building your house on a house, you're building a house of cards, basically. And houses of cards fall down very easily. So you want a firm foundation. You want to identify who you are and build on that truth. Remember, you also have a breastplate of righteousness that protects your heart, protects your chest. It protects your heart. So don't be afraid. Don't be afraid that your heart will be broken again if you're going into another relationship, whatever the relationship is. Because know that you have the power and the strength and you're protected, okay, by the armor of God. Know that your your feet are protected everywhere you walk. Just walk in the gospel of peace. Go in peace. Go in peace, okay, with the gospel of peace. You have a special instrument, a special uh, type of armor or tool also, which is a shield. And you have a shield of faith. And that shield of faith, you can place that anywhere. You could place that anywhere a dart comes at you. So don't be distracted by that. Know that you have that shield of faith. And remember and have faith that you will be protected, that you will be taken care of on your journey as you walk, walk into what he's designed you to do. You also have a weapon, a sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. And remember, you're more than a conqueror. And if God before you, who can be against you? So use your sword. Okay. So again, I say, help the real you put on that armor and come out of hiding And know that you are able to endure and handle anything that you face. He is coming for the real you. So, again, we talk about, you know, the fact that, you know, I started off with the title of who do you think you are? Okay. When you're coming out, okay, just be prepared. There may may be some that you encounter that may say, who do you think you are? What are you doing? You know, this is too big for you. Okay. And I want you just like I am. I want you to stand with authority and tell them, you know who you are and that you are one, the one that God has appointed to do whatever your mission is to do whatever it is you're supposed to be doing. Okay. He has given you the vision. So you got to run with it. You know, you may be a mortgage broker that was told by God that he or she would be facilitating million dollar deals. Believe it and walk in it. Yes, he told you. So you stand on that promise and go forth and execute. Just because you lost before doesn't mean that you'll lose this time. That loss was a lesson. So, you know, don't give up. Walk in your truth. Then from this moment forth, after all we've covered today, 
I want you to run and not faint. You know your vision. Run and not faint. Go into it. Again, let's just be real. Thanks for listening. Message me here on uh, the podcast. Leave me a message. I want your feedback. I'd love to hear your impression of how you may have battled yourself or any of the podcasts that we have uh, covered. I want to hear your feedback and I'd love to hear even if you have some encouraging words that you want to add to the podcast. I'd love to add them in. Follow us on social media, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube. Just, you know, stay with us. And we're in this together to encourage each other. Again, like I said, you can message me on any of those platforms and follow us. Again, we have seven different platforms that the podcast is available on. Follow, like, and subscribe. We appreciate you. Thank you. And Remixology, go out there and make today great, but make it better than before. Remixology. Remixology.